Kentucky Roll Call podcasts are brought to you by Cornbread Hemp. Happy holidays from our friends at Cornbread Hemp. This past year has been stressful for everyone, especially now that the holidays are here and finding effective ways to cope may seem impossible. That's why I trust my friends over at Cornbread Hemp, Kentucky's number one rated CBD company with the most THC allowed by law. Leave the holiday stress behind when you share Cornbread Hemp with your loved ones this holiday season. They even have gifts for your parents too. So from now until Christmas, enjoy an extra 30% off your entire purchase when you visit cornbreadhemp.com and enter the promo code BIGX at checkout. Enjoy. Bueller, 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 Bueller. Good morning. Tip, tip of the cap to tip of the tip. Be- cap, just the cat, just. Cats. Cats, tip. cats. The cats tip. Tip of the cap. Terry Wilson. He's going to throw. Conrad. Touchdown, Kentucky! Touchdown, Kentucky! Victory, Kentucky! Like, give your fans what they want, you dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. Rubbish! There's buggers over here. Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. Oh! Aaron Harrison, beyond belief. We did it. We beat those British We beat the British. Suck it, Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeeding. Just wild. Like, that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable, what an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun. Play fake. Step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. 20, 10, 5, touchdown, Kentucky. Jesus, Rash, get it together. It's game day. Come on. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Hello, everybody. Happy Friday to you. December 31st, 2021. The last KRC of 2021. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen all here. Nick Roush coming to you live from Orlando, where Kentucky will take on Iowa in the Citrus Bowl tomorrow. But for today, it is a game day, as Roush said in the intro. Kentucky, High Point, Tubby Smith, welcome back to Rupp Arena. His team's already been practicing in Rupp Arena, so you've already gotten the pictures of him back. Mm -hmm. It's cool to see Roush. Today is going to uh, to be a a fun day for Kentucky basketball. It definitely, definitely is. Man, tubby time. I I'm just so happy to get this these visuals. You have guys, former players, tweeting out pictures uh, with them last night. I know they have a ton of them in town for this game. It's uh it's gonna be a special day when uh they hang they hoist his banner into the Raptors of Rupp Arena. That's gonna happen at about eleven forty AM, twenty minutes before tip off today. Uh haven't Trying to think, last jersey retired was what Tony Delk. Uh, it's been a while. It's been a while. So love to love to see it happen in, at Rupp Arena. Yep, it's going to. It's if you're going to the game, make sure you get there early. You don't want to miss it. And I, I, I gotta watch the kid. This is the the first week the wife's been back back to work. But this was this was a game I really would have liked to go to. I think if it was probably a night game, I. I would have I would have made it, but and, and I know that's probably a challenge for some folks as well that are season ticket holders or have tickets. Is ooh, it's a Friday at noon. 
Um, a lot of places aren't off completely today. I don't know. I guess it varies from place to place, but uh, it's going to be a fun one. And and the folks that are going to get to go to the game and, and see it, I think I think you're going to be hit in the in the nostalgia feels, Roush. Oh, yeah. I, I think it's in the videos and all that good stuff. It's it's going to be a fun day. Justin Kalen, how are you? I am here. It's Friday, last show of the year. I'm really excited that I almost made it a year with you guys. I think I started in what the middle of January. So we're almost at that year mark for me, but the year at, at ending as a whole, good stuff. On to 22. Yeah, I, th- I was kind of, I was trying to think that. I mean, I knew that I knew it wasn't at the beginning of the year. I thought it was February when it was. It, full it might have been a couple weeks into February, yeah. but I, I could also be wrong about that. Who, who, who knows? So long ago, as we turn the page on another year, big party night tonight, Justin. I know you're excited about it. Yeah, big. Uh, my living room's hosting a big party. Not sure what I'm wearing yet. Not oh. even sure if I'll go. But uh, yeah, it's gonna be fun. New Year. Will you, will, you stay, will you stay up to midnight at least? Uh, not likely. No. Well, uh, oh, that's kind of that's kind of sad. I think you're you're. I think you're lying to yourself actually, right now. Jason. Actually, I probably will just because I don't have anything to do tomorrow. If if I had to, something to do tomorrow, there's not a chance. But yeah, I'm pretty open tomorrow, so I probably will see midnight. Yeah. The the thing is though is that playoff games are going to end at like eleven eleven thirty. At that point. You're oh, already. God, I forgot that's tonight. Yeah, I'm definitely staying up till midnight. Uh, Georgia will probably have it wrapped up by 9.15. No, not a chance. Michigan wins. I'm, I'm really worried about Georgia. Why? Just because, like, what if they're just frauds? Why would they be frauds? They're not. They're, they're quarterback. Stetson Bennett played like a badass against Kentucky, but they last time the, out he did not. Oh, against Alabama? Okay. It's uh, Alabama and Georgia are in different levels than the rest of college football. Cincinnati and Michigan included. The the Alabama Cincinnati game will be over at halftime. You can mark that bad boy down. And then Michigan Georgia. I, I I really would be surprised if Michigan scored over fourteen points. So yeah. uh, assuming Georgia can get over the fourteen mark, I think Georgia's going to win. I think they're just going to dominate them up front, and and that game will be an easy win for Georgia too. I don't think we we have the action like we did in yesterday's bowl game. Man, it, it's it's wow. really been about uh, the last couple of days. Like one bowl game has been really really awesome. Uh, yesterday there was a couple good games, but the Tennessee Purdue game, Roush. Whoa, that was banana I can, land. I can say definitively my gambling hot streak is over <laughs> uh it's probably best to take a few l's before the new year and then i can hit 2022 on a new hot streak because uh, i lost a small fortune on that tennessee purdue game and you know i i and i was thinking to myself i'm such an idiot tennessee is going to end up winning by seven i didn't buy the hat i ended up getting it at seven and a half but at plus 100 like 105 or something like that so I didn't want to buy the hook because I like the juice. And I was thinking to myself, Tennessee's going to win by seven. I'm going to lose this freaking bet. But once they were up by one, what was it, 30 to 29, they kicked that field goal to go ahead. Yeah. Uh, and and then they had the ball back again, up one, and they were going on that 10-play drive. And I was like, well, here, they'll score. They'll kick the field goal. Boom, they'll be up eight. Yep. And just like Easy that, I'll, I'll be covering. I'll yeah. win this bet. It's not the blowout that I thought it was, but – Roush, what the hell happened here, Purdue? That was uh, that was awesome. a hell of a performance. I mean, no David Bell, no Milton Wright, no George Karloftis, no problem, no problem. Which I thought it definitely was going to be, and I thought the interceptions too. For as fun as some of those A. No Connell stats are, he still had three picks, and man, one of them he threw it 
Yeah. I mean, just like, no, not, not a not a Purdue wide receiver within seemingly 30 yards. I mean, they weren't even on the screen. <laughs> I thought it was a punt. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was that was so bad in hell, Tennessee. They had one that hit a dude in the numbers and he couldn't hold on to it. Their weight that I was like, could have been a pick six. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was going to be a pick six. Pick six cover. Yeah. It was like that third and mid, uh, I think like six or seven or something like that. And I thought to myself, like, this is where turnovers happen because defenses will try to trick somebody or they'll slip somebody back or something like that. And it's exactly what happened. The dude just went right through the numbers. Was that the guy that got the pick six against Kentucky? The name sounded familiar. Uh, what was his name? Uh, I, I don't. I, I think Brown or something like that. The, the, the guy, I think the guy who got the pick six, Danny Alante Taylor. Okay, it wasn't. I don't I think, think it was him. Yeah, yeah. Um, TJ, it's but, funny that you bring. Go ahead, T, or go ahead. Nick. No, no, you've got it. I was just going to say, it's funny that you bring up the one-point lead and then the have Tennessee having the ball because when I'm looking at the lines pregame, it was minus one hundred five for seven. And then I went to the alternate lines. It was also minus 105 for seven and a half and eight. Yeah, I guess some of that stuff's just when you get it. Well, when you see that, you're like, because it was all 105 at the same time. I'm like, that tells me Tennessee wins by eight. So when they had the ball up one, I'm like, oh, my gosh, they're really going to win by eight. This is going to be awesome. Well, I thought I thought the line was a gift. I thought Tennessee would win by fourteen plus. Purdue was they they had had some mate, you know, their best defensive and best offensive player not playing in the game. The game in Nashville, they set a Music City Bowl attendance record, which is pretty cool. Regardless yeah, of it's it was rowdy. Just good to see bowl games get big attendance and big numbers and stuff like that. It was rowdy. Our boss was down there. I think he was uh, enjoying a few adult beverages because he was really letting Roush have it after the game, which was a good time. And uh, a good music city bowl, but man, Tennessee was host. No. They were completely yeah. and totally host. However, don't care. Suck at Tennessee. <laughs> don't care that I lost my bet. Suck at Tennessee. Yeah. And I yeah, told the yeah. wife, I said, if I'm going to lose my bet, I want Tennessee to lose. I want them to lose badly. Uh, they didn't lose badly, but they lost in heartbreaking fashion. And they're right to be upset about it, but it's almost like if you missed a face mask late in the game mm. in, the, in the fourth quarter, uh, that or you know, and then they throw a penalty on your head coach for being absolutely livid that you could miss such a call. That would also be a tough way to, to lose the game as well. So stuck in Tennessee, don't feel bad for you. But atrocious for a game that was so fun back and forth. Leave it to the officials to make sure they take it out of the players' hands. Quite literally, almost. Man, man, it was uh, that whole fourth quarter. You just had this back and forth and back and forth. And I forgot when uh, who there was about four touchdowns in the final four minutes of the game. And at one point. Uh, somebody took the lead. It's like, oh, this is going to overtime. The only thing that I needed more from it besides Tennessee getting hosed by a bad call, it would have been so much funnier if we would have had a kick six situation or like a block six for that, what was it, 56-yard attempt at the end of regulation. That would have been the most hilarious way to end the football game besides Tennessee getting hosed on a call in overtime. Yeah, did you, on that field goal, did you like they kept saying Purdue should have put somebody back there? Didn't that ball hit out of bounds? Yeah, it way zone? out of bounds. It wasn't way like, out of bounds. It, it like hit the white end line. It was close. Yeah, 
it, it was close. I was thinking, like, maybe if, like, the Purdue guy jumped and, like, caught it midair, I, you know, I don't know exactly how high you'd have to jump to catch it. But they were acting like it was, like, this routine Auburn-Alabama kick six just waiting to happen. and uh, it, Just a routine happen. kick six. Yeah, like, it, you know, they acted like Purdue just let the game slip through their fingers by not putting somebody back there. A pretty good boot from that far out, to be honest with you. But uh, fun, fun game. I'm – I'm not a fan of forward progress. I tweeted this out yesterday, but I really wasn't kidding about it. Like forward progress just shouldn't be a thing. It, it almost seems a little communist, Roush. It, it, um... Like you don't tell me when I'm down. I'll, I'm down when I am down. We don't need an interpretation of when my progress has been lost. How about well, my not... progress is lost when my butt hits the ground? That's especially when the progress the, is lost. Especially if the whistle hasn't blown. Well, yeah, well, that's the one that's yard line. In overtime, like that—that's when you—that's when you let them play a little. <laughs> oh sure, yeah, and like they are doing a better job of kind of letting rugby piles almost form, if you will, where the offensive line will push a ball carrier forward, and you, you can't go the other way on defense, which I've always thought is totally unfair too. It's not like a defensive team can like pick a dude up, drag him back ten yards, and then he's back down ten yards. But why shouldn't it be like that? Then go down if you don't want to lose ten yards. Um, and, this, and then, you know, don't stop a play as it's on the one-yard line in overtime and a dude's legs never stop churning. That's just that, – that is – as much as it's fun to kind of poke fun at Tennessee, and it is fun, trust me, uh, that was a bummer for them, I would imagine. But, again, karma, I suppose. Oh, man. Oh, so Justin's so worried now. about the text line. He sent in a test text. No, I'm doing that for the sound because I'm not, I'm not 100% convinced that me muting the station mic – is blocking out that text line sound. So that's well, why we, I'm doing that. We didn't hear any sound. Well, we didn't hear it, but I think it's I, something tells me it might still be going over the air. So that's why I'm doing that. Oh, no. I'm well, just doing that. I don't, I don't, I'm not convinced either way if it is or it isn't, but I, this way I can know for sure. So what did we confirm now that we tested it? Well, I'll have to wait until I'm listening to the replay on the way home. That's why I did it now. Okay. Makes and sense. That's a scooter's madness. Makes sense. Well, you, so you didn't think we were going to get any other texts into the show today? No, 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 no. I just, I, I don't know when they're going to be, so I'm not sh- for sure that I'm going to be listening to the replay at that point. But with, with this time frame right now, I'll know that I'm going to be guaranteed to be listening to the replay. So, makes sense? Yeah, it's just with everything with Justin, it's just like, it, it does make sense, but also just when the first text came in, you could have marked the time of when it was and said that that was the time that you could listen. Yeah, but the, the well, then I would have had to been worried about having to make sure I'm listening to the replay at that time. This time, it's literally no hassle. It'll just be on in the car when I'm going home, and I'll either hear that tone or I won't. Okay. That's Period. fine. Yeah, I mean it makes it does make sense. I understand what you're saying. Just trying to uh, make just trying to make roll call bigger and exier. Uh huh. I yeah. That's no no biggie. But you, know, you got to send it over. Re- read every text. Five zero two four one four fourteen fifty is the Thornton sex line, and we do read every text, and we do love popping in Thorntons. They've got wide willies. They've got donuts that are fresh, but also very filling, and they've got coffee. That is fresh also, and we'll get you geared up for your day. Last day of the year. Can't hold anything back. Got to start it off with some Thornton's donuts and coffee. We love Thornton's. They're on every corner, pretty much all around town. Check them out. All right. Talk Tennessee. 
We're going to talk a lot more about Tubby. I want to do some Tubby memory stuff, some yes. favorite players and all those things. Roush, I, th- I thought uh, KentuckySportsRadio.com had a good tribute to Tubby. I like seeing you all kind of talk about your favorite moments and memories and stuff like that. I thought that was a nice article if you all haven't checked it out just yet. Gonna it, be a um, cool day for Kentucky basketball. It made me go down a wormhole and read almost all of John Scott's article on Randolph Morris's facts. Which yeah, yeah, I was kind of planning on that too. It, but the the problem is that there's it it does get a little like whoo because he shares all of the press releases and like the the or at least the quotes from them, which is actually nice. There's a trail of evidence that you normally don't get and stuff like that. The fact that it was just a fax, I've always thought that was weird, and I'm glad that it was at least even contemporaries acknowledge like that's so weird. Why would he send a fax to say like I'm going pro? So weird. That that was a the trail that, of evidence. That was a weird time in UK basketball, and there wasn't Twitter and social media, but you still had message boards. You still had obviously radio shows talking about the cats and whatnot. And Roush, my memory of the facts, and let me you can tell me how it's different for you or what you kind of remember about it, living through it, was everybody, every UK reporter, whether it be at Cats Paws. Well, well, Kentucky Sports Report was another UK website back then. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if KSR was around during the fax machine stuff. I think that was pre-KSR. But uh, just going around the different, you know, obviously the Courier, Lexington Herald Leader, and then all the different radio shows, they were all talking about it. And everybody was just, it wasn't even a topic of conversation, really. I mean, it was because people talked about it, but it was Randolph Morris is ineligible. He will not be back at Kentucky. And literally... It was like once UK released that they had this fax machine, nobody needed to even know what was on the fax machine or like yeah. or the fax, I should say, or what it said. But everybody, everybody's just like sources say it's he's back. He's back. The fax has fixed it. The fax is the fix. He saw like there was and everybody just took it and just said, you know what? That's OK. Cool. Cool. The fax fixed it. Do we to this day know what that fax said? See that, like I'm not coming. I'm not going to the NBA, and then that was just like they just needed the timestamp of the facts to say, see, he did make his 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 decision before the deadline. But it it was so it was just like literally like a seesaw. One minute he's not playing, you were down. The next minute everybody was just saying that he's going to be eligible, and you were like, sweet, Kentucky's got their five star center that we're all excited about. That was kind of close call. What would they have done without that? It was just overnight, the public perception was ineligible, eligible, and I felt like nobody really asked a question in UK land. The uh, That's the thing that's nice about the John Scott article is it does have the actual facts. I That, that was what I wanted to see. And it's uh, when you actually see the facts, it reminds me of the Michael Jordan I'm back because all it says is, dear Coach Smith, first of all, I'd like to thank you and your staff for the many opportunities and benefits afforded me this year. However, I would like to announce my intentions to, quote, test the waters, end quote, in the 2005 NBA draft. My intent is not to obtain an agent as to maintain my college eligibility. Oh, so it was just and – that, and that was all it took. That's crazy. Yeah, and- like, what wild times that, you know, that saved a dude's eligibility. If you not for that, he was not going to be eligible, according to the way it was told back then. They, um, then NCAA initially said, 
you have to miss the entire season and you can come back the following year. And then when UK was like, yeah, but we've got the facts, uh, they lowered that to 14 games. And by the time this happened in December, it was mostly time served. And he was able to go out there and play in January. But you're right in that, I mean, that team needed him. And he was he put some pretty impressive numbers that year once he got back to where, okay, now that you're here, like you're good enough to go to the NBA. Randolph Morris, good basketball player. No, then he was a Chinese basketball star, put up insane numbers over there. Uh yeah, he he was a great he he was an underrated five for Kentucky. Doesn't get talked about just because I wasn't really on the the greatest teams. But yeah, he had some games where you just could throw it to him inside into the post and he was gonna score or or get fouled. He had a really nice touch. Uh wild story there with the fax machine. That is an absolute tubby classic. A lot of fun teams. They'll have yep. videos. We'll talk more about that as the show goes on today. Uh, I Kentucky should be a game that they win. I think 25 and a half point favorites is the line that I saw. Uh, but this is a team that just played Michigan State pretty close up in East Lansing. There's a little part of me that also thinks that Cal's not going to try to run up the score against Tubby. Not that I think that he tries to run it up. Or he has that mindset. I think he just generally says, let's just keep playing. If the if the clock's running, let's keep doing what we're doing. It's practice at that right, point. Right. Uh, I, I could see them not you know, throwing down oops with 30 seconds and 45 seconds to go to get to 100 points and stuff like that. So 25 and a half may be a big number. Uh, but really – 26, by the way. 26, gotcha. Uh, but think of it as your last tune-up game before a really big one against LSU on Tuesday and just keep keep kind of clicking the way that they have been these last several games, Rush. Yeah, it. Um, I, I, I anticipate that Kentucky won't have any problem with them, and we're going to be spending most of our day, you know, by the time we're done talking about this game, we'll be talking more about Tubby still than about the game because I, I think it'll otherwise be a little unnoteworthy. Maybe that's me getting a big head after the last two games, but, uh, I mean, hell, Missouri even had examples of moments and times where you're going through the droughts. You're not playing particularly well, and yet they're still winning by 20. <laughs> so I, I have a feeling it, we could have a few more of those moments, those offensive lulls today. But ultimately, Kentucky's going to run away with a big win. Calipari went to the party that some of Tubby Smith's former players were throwing, and they had, and he stopped by and talked and tweeted that out yesterday and uh, just wanted to say that he wanted to let the the players know that Tubby's a great coach, terrific person, deserves to have his name retired uh, and reminded folks at 1140 today is when that's going to the ceremony is going to start. Not the only thing John Calipari tweeted out yesterday, which was interesting, Roush, because uh, we briefly before the show ended mentioned the Dan Issel weird controversy. It, I thought it was pretty small potatoes, big enough potatoes for Calipari to feel like he's got to make a statement. And he tweeted out yesterday. If I'm in charge of the basketball program, as long as I'm in this position, Dennis will always be taken care of and have a seat wherever he wants. He can even sit in my seat if he wants. Dan is and will always be part of our family. Him acknowledging it was the part that I thought was weird. 
I did too. I thought that was a, kind of a bad move on UK's part. Like, I, yes, it's never a bad time to re, to remind former players that they're welcome back in the program. But I almost just think that you were giving some were giving, credence to yeah. some rumors that were – it was all just basically a joke. Although, a little caveat with that because I finally went back and listened to the audio about the whole thing. But uh, presuming that they were joking, you know, why even make a statement on that? Yeah, that – that that's I don't I I don't understand. I, I felt like they gave it more credence and credibility just by saying something about it. But I did not go back and listen to it. Did it sound like a joke or was it just awkward? It sounded like it sounded like a joke, but like I'm being serious too. Because that was the weird thing. Like I I I think he does a good radio show. I like hearing from him. Obviously, you know what he did for Kentucky was amazing. But it almost Dan Issel almost comes off as the one that like is the interesting part of this whole stuff because he's talking about how like yeah no uh, if Kansas gives me better tickets I'm gonna sit in the Kansas section I'm gonna wear Kansas stuff clearly joking like that's clearly a joke right. but then he goes on to talk about how he never asked Kentucky for anything. But when he does, it's the last row in the lower level, so he'll just pay for his own. He kind of was going back and forth about whether or not, like, he actually cares that UK doesn't give him good seats, or or he doesn't care. And he kept saying, like, "Oh, I, I never asked for anything. I, I always pay for my own stuff." Um, no, it won't be a good ticket. I guarantee. I guarantee it. I've called and they've always pinned it on, well, you've got tickets, but I distribute my tickets and some games I don't have access to my own tickets. Last time I called down there and asked for two tickets, uh, I, I never asked for a free ticket, e even with the Nuggets. See, it's almost like you just contradict yourself almost in the same sentence. Now I don't have to pay for them, but I at least act like I would. I never asked for a free ticket. I was barely in the lower bowl at Rupp two years ago. Maybe it was three. I called, asked for two tickets. I said I'd pay for them. I was in the next to last row in the lower bowl, so I don't have a lot of faith that they're going to be able to get me a decent seat at Kansas. And But, but, but Mike Pratt, who – does radio with them said that it's a running joke, but it, I do think there's a little bit of sincerity about him not loving that he doesn't get good seats, which like you're Dan Issel, dude, you don't need good seats. Oh, or if so you do taller than everyone, or if you do, you can buy them yourself. You had, you had the life experience of living it. Like if Kentucky doesn't bend over backwards to give you the best seats in the house, you're going to be okay. You've got enough, basketball experiences well you'll be all right i think ultimately he doesn't really care i i think this whole thing was blown out of proportion although i will say like there you, you did seem to kind of care that you don't get good seats i'll just say that but i was surprised calipari said anything about it at all yeah it's like hey let's just make something a news story that doesn't need to be a news story it's weird this is weird it was a little strange, but, uh, you know, it's got to be kind of exciting for Shrevel. You kind of create this fake controversy out of nowhere, or at least bring attention to it, and you get Calipari to have to say something about it, although he certainly didn't have to. There you go. You did but, it. But we, we did bring that up yesterday, and funny enough, it actually turned into a little bit of a thing because, of course, it has to be. All right, let's go to a break. We'll come back. And we can do really whatever you want, Roush. We can start, we can talk more tubby memories, favorite players, favorite games, 
Uh, we kind of talked about maybe our favorite off-the-court moment or the weirdest off-the-court moment. That was certainly the fax machine. Uh, we'll come back. We'll do that. We'll talk more about the bowl game. We've got some news from Orlando yesterday as well. That will be here before you know. we got a lot to get to on today's KRC, so don't go anywhere. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen. We'll be right back. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. I'm the tower of power, too sweet to be sour. I'm funky like a monkey. Sky's the limit and space is the place. Welcome back, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio 96.1. 14:50 a.m. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen. KRC goes seven to nine Monday through Friday. Replay of the show nine to eleven. Podcast anywhere you get your podcast. Just search for Kentucky Roll Call, and then use the TuneIn Radio app to stream. A lot of streaming options if you're trying to listen live, but not in the Louisville or surrounding counties area. No big deal. Not a huge deal whatsoever. That, that's right, folks. Surrounding counties and. Surrounding states, because you can hear it in Indiana as well. Best UK sports radio show in Indiana. People have been saying that for years. Years. And years and years. And we're proud of that. And Roush, when you do listen on the podcast, you're going to find out that the person, the people, the company presenting that podcast to you, it's a special group. It is a special group of folks over at Cornbread Hemp. They make the best organic CBD in the biz. It's full spectrum cbd 25 milligrams to one of thc2 so it's the extra strength it's the good stuff that they make at cornbread hemp they bring you the krc podcast and they bring you a discount 30 percent off when you wow. use the promo code big x at checkout so visit cornbreadhemp.com get some of that sweet cbd in your life it'll change everything for you trust me you'll be happy you did when you go to cornbreadhemp.com, use the promo code Big X at checkout for 30% off. Roush wouldn't steer you wrong. I, nope. I promise you that. I might steer you wrong on a bet, but I will not steer you wrong here. Yeah, bad bad gambling day for me yesterday. Uh, got South Carolina right, but hit the under on that one. Could have, Goodness gracious. Oh, that was a brutal beat on that under, too. Yeah, I'm... They kicked a field goal up what? Eleven? No, I think I, I think the over under on that was fifty four. Oh, some people who got it early, it was at fifty seven and a half, and that kick made it fifty eight. <laughs> oh gosh, I yeah. was wondering if anybody in that Michigan State game on that pick six got uh, hosed on the over under. I was on the right end of the spread though. In that um, had three and a half, they were only up by three. And I was like, oh, I got to have a pick six on the final drive. I'm going to win this thing. And sure enough, boom. <laughs> it was awesome. It was so yeah, I, I stayed away great, from that. It saved me. <laughs> I, I stayed away from picking that one. I didn't have a feel for it in terms of Michigan. I, but I did like the under in that one. Uh, hit that. I, I Some of those over-unders were so high, but then you see these scores and – 
high high scoring bowl games higher than at least I would would have thought in a lot of these games. But which uh, um, you might want to consider that too in the Citrus Bowl. Which Some, is, Justin and I talked about that. I think one of the days you you rushed out a little early is we do like it. We like the over on forty four and a half, right, Justin? Yeah, yeah, I still like that. Yeah. Wonder if there's going to be any player props on that game. You'd think there would be, but sometimes they wait to put them out there. Yeah, they'll they'll put those out kind of late. But um, I think it's worth noting that Iowa the over has hit in four straight games for Iowa. So, do I do we put everything we own on the over and win it all back? What we lost yesterday on Tennessee. I mean, that's the only way you can get it back. Kentucky's hit overs in four out of the last five, and the only game that it didn't was that Vanderbilt game that. Stoops took his foot off the gas. Wow. So, and the way the offense was humming against Louisville, I, I mean, they I, might score 60 points. I know Iowa's defense can't be that bad, but <laughs> nobody's offense, defense can be that bad. The offense was was humming. Oh, seeing you of all Twitter talk about your uncle last night, Roush, was, Man. was a real joy. What a bunch of losers. Remember That's when all- they didn't want, they were like, wait, but he's only 500 at Purdue. He's no, not a good coach. I, I, you can't paint all of it. I, the Louisville fan base was totally torn on that. Yeah, and I don't even yeah. think really torn down the middle. I think the majority of people wanted him. I just think you had a loud portion that are company men and don't want to admit that the, the ship is sinking. So they had to kind of poke some holes in Brahms' resume as if – what he's done at Purdue isn't light years better than what's been going on at Louisville. I mean, he just won nine games at Purdue. (laughs) And like this is the U of L fan base as a whole far too. Like we think we would have thought you dorks would have figured it out by now. There is a different level between conferences. So (laughs) winning nine games in the big 10 and doing some of the things that he's done in the big 10 is really impressive. You have to you have to kind of adjust your scales and standards based on conferences. This is a program, Roush, that was absolutely dominating weaker competition. They had more money than these other athletic programs in the Big East and the American, and they were winning a lot of games. They get to a different playing field. The ACC, which is debatably the easiest Power 5 conference right there along with the Pac-12, mm-hmm. and they have fallen – completely on their face. They're below Wake Forest in the pecking order. They're on par with Boston College. They're below Virginia as a program. Nobody would ever want to admit that. And uh, they still can't seem to understand that a 7-5, a, a and 8-4, and four, and in this instance, nine Big Ten wins is really good at Purdue. Really hard to do. It's just yeah. the lack of like national landscape understanding has always been surprising to me it um but that that's what it is just the lack of awareness it's a common theme among those card fans you know speaking so. of card fans i had a guy at my bar last night who was a kentucky graduate but was a massive louisville fan i was like i looked at him i was like what are you doing dude that happens <laughs> what are you doing my my two i had two roommates in college who were U of L fans but they went to UK. They wanted to have a fun college experience. They don't want to go to a commuter school. Are you kidding me? That's wild. <laughs> I could. I could uh, never it didn't imagine. Whatever they 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 won the title that they didn't win in 2013. When you had Louisville fans celebrating on campus, I was like, okay, this is this is bull crap. I didn't see that. No, oh, I I did. I could hear it. Now it wasn't like State Street partying, 
But I remember walking outside over off like Elizabeth Avenue, and you could hear Louisville fans like getting rowdy. Uh, yeah, that's they allowed. That's they go ahead, go crazy. I was at Tin Roof, and there was a couple U of L fans there, and I just was thinking. I I've said this before on the radio, but I was just thinking to myself, like of all the places in the world to be to watch this game, you said Lexington Tin Roof is where I need to watch the Cards Gosh, win a national yeah. championship. Yeah, and yeah. like they, you know, they're getting Dumb. booed and stuff like that. I wasn't. I was just drinking and probably talking and flirting or doing whatever. And uh, they were getting booed and stuff. And like, there was no altercations, but there was some like back and forth smack talk. And um, I just, on the one hand, UK fans, you know, that was UL's time. What what did we really have to say during that run? But secondly, UL fan, like when you want to be in Louisville, when you want to, or in Atlanta, if you could, but even right. if you couldn't be in Atlanta, couldn't you make an hour drive West and be at uh in the city where there was actual like parties and stuff going on, but I don't know to each their own. I, yeah. I didn't know that there was, I guess maybe just like somewhere on state street, a group of 15, 20 Louisville fans got together and were rowdy. And that's probably somebody wants a firework or two, you know, it's Louisville. You got a fireworks. It's our national pastime. Well, while we're on the subject, I, I didn't like that. Everybody went out and partied in 2014 after Kentucky lost in the championship. Yes. Yes, I At the end of the day, I guess, like, who cares, you know? Like, uh, college experience is a college experience. Go crazy, have fun. But on the flip side, it was it almost felt like, hey, 2012, that was a real party. This, this is a mockery. Yeah, I didn't understand that. I remember thinking, I didn't either. like, they were like, we're still going to go to State Street. Like, Why? You only go there after you win. Yeah. Like, I, uh, I, I didn't. The exact I, same it, logic. It did not. It just... And like when Kentucky lost, I did not want to be around other people. Like I just went Same. home. Yeah, I was like, this sucks. <laughs> like we lost to a team that we shouldn't have. We had this amazing miracle run, and this is how it ends. To UConn, like of it, gosh, that Wisconsin team was awesome. That Michigan team was pretty good. That U of L team probably would have won it all if we didn't knock them out. And then it was UConn, the ones that get us. And yeah, I was pretty bummed about that. Uh, and then sure enough, you know, you get the, the 38 and 0 start the following year, but no, oh, good, good times. Let's talk some tubby memories, Ralph. Yes. Single favorite tubby player. Ooh, uh, Kelvin Johnson's dad. That, you know, that's the thing is I, I would say Chuck Hayes as well. Ongoing joke. If you're relatively new to KRC, Roush yes. had a foot in mouth moment thinking Chuck, Chuck Hayes was yeah. Keldon Johnson's father. Hilarious, mm -hmm. hilarious story. Happens to the best of us, though. I, that's mine as well, but don't you and I have different stories about how we ended up wanting to be number 21 or were number 21 because of that, Tayshaun Prince? That's true. Isn't it, that wild like, that like both you and I think that, but we both have the – and who you know, there's thousands of probably Kentucky fans our age that have similar, similar tales. It's one of those things that – Tayshawn was your favorite player, but he was also the bona fide best player for such a long time that, you know, you you also wanted to have a guy like, like Chuck where he was not always the best guy on his team, but he was the undersized big man who was always going to work hard, going to rebound. Um, and, and, like, that was my kind of – I was a big guy too. So, naturally, I like the bigs a lot. So, um <laughs> But, I mean, it's, those two are the, the top two, and I don't think it's even close, though. Yeah. I don't think there is a close third. 
Yeah, probably personal preference for some folks, but tough not to absolutely love Chuck Hayes. I, I just loved him because how uh, for a reason why a lot of people like some Kentucky players. He was undersized, kind of had the underdog chip on mm-hmm. his shoulder sort of deal, and he uh, we we named a dog after Chuck Hayes. We had a dog named Chuck, uh, not a great dog, not, not not nearly as good as as Chuck Hayes was, but um, Chuck Hayes would be mine. Tayshon probably second in that regard. Um, loved, uh, loved some of the antics that we had with those early 2000s teams where like Keith Bogan's kicking the stuffed Florida Gator that somebody threw on the floor at the O-Dome after we beat their snot out of him. Oh man. And then I think it was, I think it was Hawkins and Fitch where they were popping the Kentucky to the student section on their jerseys. I I mean, I can still see the Courier Journal article that I had of them doing that. And then Roush... If I didn't pretty much every CSAA basketball game the rest of my career, you know, pop my jersey after watching <laughs> them, uh, that was that became the the thing to do. Yeah, that was a really good one. Then who can forget, of course, the Florida beatdown, I think in 03, number mm-hmm. one Florida, Dick Vitale. They were wearing the black jerseys and just got completely and totally curb stomped. Gosh. I think it was like the Kentucky won by like twenty something too. I mean, it was it was never close sign- from the get go either. Like it was just blowout right. from from the jump. Kentucky was throwing oops oh. on everybody. And- Walsh was so hated too. The student section was just giving him so much hell. The Tubby Kentucky Florida rivalry rivalries were were special. A uh, lot of lot of really memorable and fun games there. And then another thing that I really appreciate, like this is something that I think Kentucky fans in large part take for granted. And hopefully we never have to worry about Kentucky going on long stretches. But one thing I really appreciate about Tubby is how much he embraced and dominated the SEC tournament, Roush. And Cal has dominated it too. This 2021 was the first time he hasn't played in a Friday game, um, which is pretty pretty spectacular. First time he's ever played in a Thursday game, as a matter of fact. That's probably a better way to say that. He's always gotten a top four spot, which is incredible. But Tubby dominated it as well. Uh, Kentucky had some some really fun runs in SEC tournaments. Uh, packed houses at the Georgia Dome or wherever the tournaments would be back then. And uh, I always, it, it's fun. We all, our brains change in March. Any If you're a basketball fan, Kentucky, Louisville, whatever it may be, IU for scoots. Uh, when, it, when the calendar turns March, we if it's in your blood, like I think it is for all of us, you just you you click like something changes. And so for that first week, second week, whenever the calendar falls, where you get the conference tournament, where you get the tournament setting, the winner go home feel, and you see Kentucky win, and then the next day you get to hang out with friends or family again, watch them play, and they win. And then the next day you get to do it for a third straight day. I love conference tournaments. They're my favorite, and I always loved the way that Tubby would would take them seriously and, and knew how much it meant for the fans. So I always appreciated that about him. The, um, the other thing he really did is he, he kept Patino at bay. Um, I don't know about you, but whenever – Whenever Jurich got Patino to U of L, me and a bunch of other Kentucky fans thought that Patino was going to do what he did at Kentucky at Louisville, that they would be this fun program competing for championships in the four every other year. And that first game, Patino came in the rough and Tubby just beat the snot out of him. 
And for the most part, he, he had a four and two record against him. And even when you were counted out, seemingly, you never were. I mean, that Patrick Sparks game, Louisville fans love to complain about the walk and blah, 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 blah. You had an 18 point lead in that game. You blew it. In the second half, I think, too. Kentucky uh, keeps storming back. That game was crazy. I have that one written down. I was at that one with my brother. The we we had we had we were lucky enough to have good seats of that one. He, I think, was like newly sixteen or seventeen. He drove us to the game. It was just me and him, and uh, I was, I guess, in eighth grade or however old we were back. Yeah, I guess eighth grade. And unbelievable comeback, wild finish. Obviously, you all fans were just livid. Folks threw ice at us. It was a good time. Um, <laughs> just imagine throwing ice at a 13-year-old kid because they were wearing a color that you didn't like. Uh, total and complete losers. But that was an awesome game. And, you know, the funny thing is, I do think that Kentucky team was better than that Louisville team. That Louisville team went around further, got to the Final Four in St. Louis. They lost to Illinois. Kentucky lost that Patrick Sparks Elite Eight game to Michigan State. That would have kept them from playing North Carolina in the Final Four. North Carolina was head and shoulders better than most, uh, pretty much ever. They weren't better than everybody that year. So I still think Kentucky would have lost that game. But the funny thing is, like Kentucky kind of stole that U of L game at Freedom Hall. But I had no doubt if they met on a neutral floor, Roush, that Kentucky would beat U of L. Now, it wouldn't have happened. They lost to Illinois in the semifinals. Like I said, I think Kentucky, even if the the game goes differently against Michigan State, they would have lost to UNC. But I was so badly hoping for another game just because every U of L fan after Patrick Sparks, the refs cheated, wait till we play you again. If we get you in the tournament, just wait. And I just all year, I was just like, fine by me. Let's go ahead and play because the only reason you all got up big is you were hitting insane shots. We still beat you. And if we get you on a neutral floor, we may beat you about 20. Uh, never ended up happening, but that was a really fun year. Oh, man. Patrick Sparks really ticked them off. Yeah, he did. <laughs> he, uh, big really, time. he really made them mad. Um, he, gosh. Was, he was wet. He was draining them that game. Justin, why don't you give us a Tubby Smith memory, buddy? I truly don't have one. I mean, oh. not not one that sticks oh out more than any other. I mean, I, I obviously I remember my dad watching the 98 championship game. I just remember Tubby being the coach. But, I mean, all of my memories with, with Tubby would be with Minnesota, unfortunately. I just wasn't old enough to – so a, a, I wasn't old enough. B, I just – I didn't care about Kentucky. So, I didn't, I didn't really pay attention. Minnesota yeah. legend Tubby Smith. Yeah, that's right. I will tell you, though, my favorite Tubby player, and I'm surprised you all didn't bring him up, Kalina Azabuki, for sure. Um, what is it? Looks like Tarzan plays like Jane. Is that what they said? That some idiot, some idiot fans would say that. but yeah. um, he, he has a dunk, too, gonna... on there that just was disgusting. I forgot who it was against, but he dunked on somebody in transition, and I think – Stole their soul. I don't know if that person was ever allowed to play basketball ever again. Here's the memory you should have said, Justin. It was December 21st, 2002. A ah, sunny day Freedom in Hall. Louisville, Kentucky. Freedom Hall is the setting, as Ralph <laughs> said. Number 16, Kentucky. Playing neutral site game, mind you. Number six, Indiana. Head coach Mike Davis has the Hoosiers fired up, ready to go. You got George Leach and Tom Coverdale and Kyle Hornsby. Uh, Jeffrey Newton had a big game that game against the Cats. However, 
Kentucky would come out victorious in the game, 70-64, to 64, but the game most remembered by Mike Davis running out on the floor, getting ejected, <laughs> slapping his head like he's an absolute maniac in one of the weirdest outbursts at, at the time I'd ever seen in my life. Uh, but that was that that maybe should have been your memorable game there. Well, that that's not a Tubby memory though. That's a Mike Davis memory. And if we yeah. ended up losing the game, it's but not Tubby very memorable. Laughing. Tubby was just laughing at him the whole time. Uh, mind you, IU shot more free throws in that game. Wow. Man, that, that wow. Kentucky team uh, that just I know it didn't go the way we wanted in two thousand three at the end of the day. But Eric Daniels, Chuck Hayes. Marquise Estel, Gerald Fitch, Keith Bogans, Cliff Hawkins, Clint Azabuki. There's a squad. It's just, ah, it's the nostalgia. It's going to be a really fun day today, folks. Oh, man. Suck it, Mike Davis. Gosh. <laughs> Suck it, Mike Davis. Hey, let's read a text in the Thornton sex line, 502-414-1450. We'll, we'll, we'll do one or two, and then we'll go to the next break. Okay. Uh, don't know exactly where we're at. Don't look now, but UK is one of seven teams to have to be top 20 in both defensive and offensive efficiency per Ken Palm. All, all national champions since 2002 have been in the top 20 in both except 2014 UConn. Oh, gosh, we already talked about those bums. Hope folks appreciate this team before the season's gosh. over. Hey, 2014 UConn did not need to get brought up twice in the first hour of today's show. I know. Gosh, we're having a fun day. We don't need to, we don't need to bring up such memories. Losers. Um, it's probably man, a that's, early that's good, that's, though. Yeah, I mean, it's probably a little early for us to, like, really care, but better than, hey, we're on track. We yeah. are on track. It is going to be a fun year. That doesn't mean you can't run into a bad matchup or have a bad game in March. That's the way the tournament works. But I, I hope folks will enjoy this ride because it's a fun team, and I think it's going to be a fun year. Yeah. I know yeah, it's going to it be definitely fun. definitely is. Fun talking. Is that what they're calling it? That's what we're calling it. The, yep. A texture, instead texture of, uh, wow, fun tucky. Fun tucky basketball is back and better than ever. And oh, there was one more point I was gonna I was gonna make with this whole thing. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. It's tough. Hate when that happens. Oh, did you see the? I know what it was. Did you see the all access videos that they did after the Missouri game? I, I did not watch that all access video. No. Oh, it's fun. You got. You should watch it. Okay. You know, it's okay. just like. Classic kind of winning locker room. Just people are happy. People are laughing. People are goofing around. CJ Frederick's the interviewee. So I guess Beisner got him to have the camera and, and got him set up for it. But there's 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 a lot of funny moments. They're giving all... they're they're hold on real quick. They're giving Oscar crap because Keon could have gotten a double double if he had one rebound. So they're like, Why did you steal a rebound from him, Oscar? And uh, <laughs> Oscar's like, Okay, next time I got you. I'll help you out. I'm sorry. But it, it was cute. Justin. That's funny. He really did steal a rebound from him, so that is really funny. Um, could you all handle that as a, a college athlete? Because every time I watch Kentucky, whether it be a timeout or what have you, there's always a camera right in their face. Well, I, mean, they know I, they, I couldn't do it. Um, yes, I, if I was an awesome basketball player with hopes of being an NBA star, then I think I would get used to it. That's true. Yeah, Justin, here's the thing. You can't do it now because you're a 30-year-old adult. These kids <laughs> are – I mean, they've probably already had documentaries and stuff made by them on YouTube. Like, they, they've had camera on them for the last six years of their lives. This is nothing well, new. Well, that's some, awesome. could argue, 
some could argue that a documentary on me would be more interesting than them. I would, no, I, I, I would I could watch certainly it. argue that. Yeah, I think there just needs to be. I, I would, I would help fund what I could of this documentary. <laughs> of just do like the radio yeah, producers, around. the radio producers of Louisville. And <laughs> by the way, my buddy told me that they're doing a ten-part series on the ACC tournament. Is that true? What? Ten parts. It's called the tournament. Man, that network must be just looking for some content to fill time. My Supposedly, God. it's just uh, it's, it's big 18, time in Greensboro. It's eighteen hours of just Roy Williams, Dean Smith, and Coach K huffing each other's farts in old timey videos. Man, but you know that's what, you know that's what it's going to be in Greensboro. It's just going to be the good old Carolina boys. We have Duke in North Carolina, and sometimes we'll mention NC State, and then can't forget about Tim Duncan and Wake Forest, but sometimes we do. The tournament, 10-part series. Why do you – I mean – It's about it's about nine too many. Brevity is – these documentary people, the, the OJ documentary, people watch that. And then now everybody thinks that you need to have a seven-part documentary series. You know, you can just make it two hours, and we watch it once, and we're done with it. Pretty sure that's what they did with the Big East tournament, and it was awesome. The Last Dance yeah. probably had something to do with it as well. The last yeah, but was- OJ did it before. Like that was like six years ago, and now everybody- crazy. Like week by week, they didn't just dump it on you all at once. I do want to talk a little bowl game when we return. We need to talk more. Uh, UK basketball is kind of serving as a pregame show, if you you know if you think about it that way. Really uh, we'll talk a little more it. basketball. We'll talk more Tubby, and then we'll read the Thornton's text line in hour two of Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. We'll be right back. Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is. With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back. Hour number two. Final hour of Kentucky Roll Call in wow. the year 2021. You're going to want to get a text in on the Thornton's text line. One final text in 2021. Send them on in. 502 414 1450 Thornton's text line. Thornton's, we talked to you about their coffee and their donuts, but how about their app? Download it. It'll tell you the cheapest gas near you. So saving money. And then you'll save more money each and every time you scan the app. It will take off a couple cents, which adds up. Thornton's, we love them. Kelly Leonardo and Alex Cupper, shout out to them. We want to hear from you. One final hour. Kentucky roll call, Roush. And while we're all excited about Kentucky basketball and Tubby Smith, you're in Orlando for a football game, fella. Yep, a big football game today. We're going to have the pep rally at Point Orlando. Going to be a lot of Kentucky fans getting rowdy. Got a basketball win to celebrate and then roll that right into the pregame for this Citrus Bowl against Iowa. And it's one of those games, TJ, that the closer we get to the game, the more I just, I love it. The more I feel like the cats are just going to beat the snot out of them. I just keep getting excited. Keep getting more excited. The anticipation is building. 
Um, I, I ended up actually watching a lot of that Purdue-Iowa game with um, Iowa media. And one of the TV guys who doesn't have really any allegiance to either Iowa or Iowa State, uh, I mean, hell, he's a USC grad. He talked my ear off about USC for getting Lincoln Riley for most of the night. And he just was like, uh, I asked the question, has the Big Ten West lost a bowl game yet? And he's like, well, they're going to lose one Saturday. Um, does not like what Iowa's offense brings to the table at all. Um, and that's that and the turnovers, those are the low-hanging fruit that we've discussed almost ad nauseum. But I think the big thing here is Will Levis. It's not what you don't have at quarterback for Iowa. It's what Kentucky does have from their guy. And this could really be a big launching off point for him. Uh, I know there were many jokes made yesterday about South Carolina becoming SEC East champs last year, um, just because they they beat they won the Mayo Bowl, so they're gonna they're gonna be the top five team in the country next year. Just you wait and see. Sucked Will Levis can Will Levis can have that similar. He can th- people will be jumping on the Will Levis hype train if he can have a big game against a good, talented, sound defense. It's well respected. I know his numbers were eye-popping in the month of November, but let's face it, those defenses weren't very good. You can you can really start to change some sentiment uh, around the region nationwide about Kentucky football if you go and take care of business against this Iowa team. How Give me an SEC team you'd compare this Iowa defense to. Um, I've, got, I've got one that jumps out of me. It actually isn't that much different than kind of what UK does. Other than UK, like or UK previously did. Um, I was is, I was thinking based on what Kentucky's seen this year, and it's not the perfect comparison, even from a scheme standpoint. Just a level of caliber of players. Okay, hit me. Mississippi State, which makes yeah, the level of caliber, but yeah, just completely different. Yeah, um, different schemes. They're gonna they're gonna try to do different things. Although they will just try to you know they'll they'll t- they'll, they'll try to turn you over. They'll try to lit. I mean that's part of their game plan is you got to force some turnovers. Um, but caliber of player, it's it's not Georgia good, but it's better than Tennessee. It's a it's a good it's a good defense. And if Kentucky doesn't turn the ball over, I'm I'm not too worried about this game. I think Kentucky's just a better football team. If you get two plus turn, and you can live with one, two maybe doesn't kill you, but it makes it more nerve wracking. Uh, Two plus turnovers is how Kentucky finds a way to be in a close game. You take care of the ball like you did against Louisville. Mm-hmm. You're, you're. I think you're cruising to an easy win. And the the other thing too, so they might have the caliber of player of like a Mississippi State defense, but they play in the manner in which Kentucky did last year, where it was like, all right, we're just going to kind of sit in our base and we're going to play sound football and we're going to wait until you make a mistake. Um, The difference is that they don't really – like if Chris Rodriguez is just running down their throats, they're not going to add more guys to the box. So maybe this is one of those games where Chris Rodriguez just goes the hell off. Well, and that that I will be – I'll be totally – and the thing that I've watched from Iowa and read from all the great UK websites, including Kentucky Sports Radio and Nick Roush and Adam Luckett's articles down in Orlando this week, is they they – 
aren't going to, well, kind of similar to what you just said, they're not going to give up the big play. And Kentucky's not a team that really hits on the big play a ton, so that's fine by us. They're going to make Kentucky work for their first downs. But you are right that I don't think they're going to try to key in on one area. It's not going to be like, you know what, Will Levis, we're going to make you beat us. We're going to go man coverage on the outside, and we're going to put eight in the box. No, they're not going to do that. Uh, But they're also not going to try to tempt Kentucky into running. It's going to be a pretty balanced defensive effort that are just going to make Kentucky work for each and every first down. Just stay patient. Don't don't turn the ball over, and Kentucky's offense should be fine. If this was one-dimensional UK offense, I'd be more nervous. Yes. But the fact that Iowa's not going to be able to really try to shut down one area UK's offense makes me think that maybe both areas, Roush, should be able to have some success. But just comes down to do not turn the ball over. Yep, don't do that. Keep the rock in in the hands of old Robble between Chris Rodriguez – Will Levis and Wandale Robinson, between those three guys, they're better than any Iowa playmaker over there. So go make it happen. Go be the superstars. If you notice over the the years watching these Kentucky football bowl games, there's usually a moment or two in these games that you you come away memory remembering between Benny Sales, uh, you know, record breaking touchdown run to the Lynn Bowden punt return. And then the Lynn Bowden comeback um, against Virginia Tech in the Belk Bowl. This really could be a Will Levis just goes crazy. I don't know if it's rush for four touchdowns and then throw L's down. I don't know if they have a they don't have a Hawks down or anything. But this could be the moment that really launches him into the stratosphere. Um, and one guy to kind of kind of think you could see having a nice touchdown in a big game. Isaiah Cummings. We got all these receivers that are out. Isaiah Cummings, boom. Perfect time for you to shine. All for it. I wouldn't be surprised at all to see him come down with a touchdown catch. His improvement and progression this year was uh, just about as fun as watching really anybody else on Kentucky in terms of growing. And, and I think expectations play a role in all that. But, yeah, I'll, I'll be keeping an eye on Cummings. Uh, excited about the game. Has uh, the little dork Riley Moss, has he released a statement on his comments? Um, he is not, but Bully brought all of his bull rings to the saw, bowl outing yesterday. I saw that. That was that was really funny. Oh, man. What that a was guy. Funny. It looked like they went on some rides and got to hang out with some kids. It looked like a fun day. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Will Levis was wrestling an alligator. Um, <laughs> but that that was the last, the final bowl outing. That happened around lunch yesterday. They wrapped that up, did the walkthrough. Now it's all football, everything for the next 24 hours or so. Um, Gets into a little bit more of a normal routine as far as game day, game week is concerned. And um, this team, they're ready. They're ready to rock and roll. They they left Lexington ready to play. Uh, The boxes are checked. Now it's just the gear down before you gear up. And I... This Kentucky team, we've mentioned it quite a bit while previewing this game. They've got a lot to play for. They've got a lot to play for in this game. Uh, You could kind of sense it being around them. Their heads are screwed on correctly, and they're ready to bring it on Saturday. All the things we like to hear, uh, all the the right buzzwords. You hope they're ready. Bowl games, a lot of times people say, you know, the team that cares about it more is the team that ends up winning them. Uh, I like hearing that Kentucky does care. I think 
Stoops has built a culture that bowl games are important. They do matter. And from a financial standpoint, he gets a little extra cash if if they win, correct? Sorry, say it again. If Kentucky wins their bowl game, the staff gets some extra cash, don't they? I think so. I thought but there was a bonus added I, I, to it. That could, I mean, I know they get a bonus for a bowl like appearance, but I, I don't know if it's based on appearance or win. I do I, I do think though that Stoops would get a bonus for a tenth win. I'm pretty sure that's part of his bonus structure. Regardless, incentives to win it, and it's an important game. You got 10 wins. Uh, Kentucky as a program doesn't get that double-digit notch all that often. Be a big deal if they were able Mm -hmm. to do it on Saturday. And you don't have the opt-outs that other programs seem to have from time to time, and uh, it it matters. And I think you're going to see a team that that it matters to out there on the field. Roush, a few few things. First off, I just looked this up. A win on Saturday, I don't know if you remember talking about this heading into the season, that would put Stoops six games above 500 during his career as a head coach. Remember going into the season talking about how he needed like a win to get to 500 and all that? He'll, he'll yeah. never look back on 500 again. Yeah, and what's even more remarkable is that I think in 2016, UK puts it in their game notes, but since that moment in 2016, he's like, 16 games over 500 something ridiculous because they were um i mean the the way he's flipped the script i think since that page was turned that cut off it's like 40 and 14 or something i mean it's been pretty pretty remarkable the the winning percentage just to be in six straight postseason games the the floor of the program has most certainly been raised but the ceiling if you did two 10 win seasons in four years you hadn't had a 10 season in 40 years. Now it's becoming a real thing. Like that's ooh, it's it's a it's a whole new world that I don't even know. Like we we have no comparison as young Kentucky football fans. Hell, even the older generations, like that that's they're they're hard to come by times this good. We are in the best time to ever be a Kentucky football fan. We're living it. Living the dream. No kidding. It, and, and, you know, really even his bad seasons are the 2-10 and 10 his first year. Okay, that roster was absolutely disgusting. And then two 5-7 and seven years where it's just a little bit more depth. Those are probably bowl seasons too. And then since then, it's been nothing but bowl games for Kentucky since the 2016 season. It's a long streak regardless of what Riley Moss says. Uh, Roush, do you put anything into – Kentucky hasn't really had a blowout bowl win in the Stoops era. Does that make you nervous? Uh, no, because I I could see it happening in very similar fashion where you you get the lead, you you got big leads against Penn State, uh, against NC State, and you kind of put your foot off the gas. I could almost see it something similar here. Uh, but a big key in this game is to make sure that you do start fast. Um, I forgot which which game it was this year where we just kept talking about that fast start. Sure enough, they they, they went and checked all those boxes. It was the LSU game. They that, started fast in a lot of games. They have actually come out pretty pretty on, locked in most games this season, which has been a nice surprise. They've scored on their first possession in seven games, and I want to say crazy. their first two possessions in all but one game. 
um, which I, I, I think is the Georgia game. So, like, Kentucky is starting fast. And if you start fast against this Iowa team, they are not built to play from behind. They are built to sit on a lead and flip the field. The, coming from 10-14 is not in the script. If you can get a 10 nothing first quarter lead, you're Kentucky, like, beautiful. Just boom. It puts you in a really puts you in a nice spot for sure. Uh, and if you if you would have to make that Iowa offense have to press a little bit, that could that could that could be a good time. Yeah. Oh man. Then Kentucky could be the one forcing the turnovers. I'm all for that as well. That's a that they can do that, and they've done it. They have they have done it before. So tomorrow, one o'clock. Mm-hmm. Justin, one what are your plans? For the, what are your plans for the Citrus Bowl, buddy? Um. I don't really know. I haven't. I haven't really thought about tomorrow yet. Well, uh, our friend Haley. This, <laughs> this is the last day of 2021, boys. I can't think about 2022 yet. Our Gotta live today. Ha- our friend Haley Minogue was looking for a story about the Citrus Bowl, a watch party, or personal story about UK. So, if anybody knows anybody out there that's got, you can be on the news for the there last Citrus Bowl. People forget. I was on the news. Oh, people do forget that. They went to Saints, and I was up there watching with folks. And uh, they had a news crew up there, and, we, and I was a TV star. You you definitely had to be the guy to be like, here, just, I, I got you guys. Don't worry. I'll give you what you need. No, they, they didn't actually interview me, but um, they didn't know that I was this local radio star, unfortunately. But they <laughs> did, like, zoom in on me, like, intently watching the game, you know, like, hand maybe biting my fingernails or something like that so good times good times cats got the win close game they play in close bowl games always kind of nerve-wracking and a couple of the bowl games roush seems like kentucky's got a nice lead and like you mentioned kind of took their foot off the gas hopefully not the case tomorrow the taking the foot off the gas part but i'd be all for them jumping all over iowa and letting it just be a, a fun saturday in the sun oh man Going to be a whole lot of fun. Uh, Mark Stoops is going to speak shortly. Uh, I'm going to head on down there to hear from him. Uh, I don't know if we're going to get updates, but uh, just three guys that I'm keeping an eye on. Uh, Dare Rosenthal. Had, didn't see him dress for practice one day this week. Don't know what his status is. Uh, Jacquez Jones was in a walking boot for most of this week. He tweeted out one more ride. I don't know if that's one more year or one more game. He's probably going to play, but just one other player I'm going to monitor. And then Josh Pascal. I think we're going to get a we'll see from Mark Stoops today. Um, but uh, I, I'm not optimistic that Pascal is going to actually play. Um, like, a, you know, it maybe dresses and gets a few plays in here and there. Um, but I, I just I, – I think that they would like to play it, be overly cautious with Pascal. And uh, he's earned that right, too. So um, just some things to keep an eye on. It doesn't matter though. Kentucky's going to run away with this win, thirty-one to seventeen. Suck it, Hawkeyes. Go Cats. Starting the new year with a big win. There you have it, Nick Roush's prediction on the Citrus Bowl. Uh, we look forward to you going and interviewing Mark Stoops. Uh, if if he starts going on a long rant about how much he respects Iowa and how good, can you just cut him off? Yeah, yeah, we'll do. Just be like, all right, we heard it before. Next yeah, question. Yeah, we get it. I want, you know, they're yeah. cool. Yeah. Come on, you love them. They're disciplined. Yeah. They're all good stuff. Yeah. All right, buddy. Well, have fun. Thanks for all the all the great work from on the scene in Orlando, and we will talk to you next year. Sweet. <laughs> Happy New Year. Yeah. <laughs> See y'all.
see uh, Nick Rouse, Kentucky Sports. I didn't forget to ask Nick what he has planned for tonight. He's probably uh, going to be getting rowdy, Justin. Probably going to go to Hooters, get him a dinner, the and then he will buy him meet, a solo dinner at Hooters. He'll meet up with some media members from all kinds of different teams and watch the watch the whatever games on the championship games or the the playoff games. And then he will go to bed, wake up tomorrow, take his CBD because he's too hungover. I, I, there was talks that Luckett was at Senor Frogs last night, Justin. Wow. That's big time. Oh, it sure that's is. That's the party I, spot, ain't it? I, that's what I hear. I'm not sure uh, if Roush was there or not, but uh, yeah. The, get these the, guys away from their kids and they let loose. Luckett doesn't have any kids, but oh. <laughs> maybe someday he will and it could still apply then. But, yeah, journalists, there's nothing more they love than just getting out on the road, cracking open a few cold ones, and then just gossiping and <laughs> gossiping and gossiping and gossiping. Text into the Thornton text line, 502-414-1450, 502-414-1450. We're going to hit a break. We'll come back. Got a lot of texts into the show. Justin and I will read them, and we'll get you ready for Kentucky and High Point, make some predictions on bowl games in Kentucky and Iowa when we return. This is KRC on Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker, Justin Kalen, Nick Roush. We'll be right back. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call. Stanley just drank OJ out of my mug and didn't seem to realize that it wasn't his hot coffee. So the question has to be asked, is there no limit to what he won't notice? I ain't happy, I'm feeling glad I got sunshine. In a bag I'm useless. But not for long, the future Welcome back. One final segment of 2021 here on Kentucky Roll Call on Big Roll Radio. Call. TJ Walker, Justin Kalen, Nick Roush covering the final coaches press conference for the Citrus Bowl, Iowa and Kentucky. And if there's any big news or updates that we need to pass along, we will do that. We'll do it as it happens. Until then, we're going to read more on the Thornton's text line. But I do want to remind you, if you're thinking about lunch today, one final lunch for 2021, make it at Salsaritas. They've got the wildly addictive chips that you're not going to be able to get enough of. Hot, spicy salsa. If you're not a spicy person, they've got some delicious mild and mediums. Uh, their queso is great. Their guacamole. All of it at Salsaritas is fresh. It's good. They've got two locations, Middletown and St. Matthews. Middletown has a drive through Download the app and hit them up one more time in 2021 or allow it to be your first uh, meal in 2022. Check them out this weekend. And don't forget. Ex- you, I was just going to say, don't forget, you can do the catering even online. It's been exactly two weeks since I had Salsaritas. Unacceptable. Wow. You need to change that, buddy. I know it. You were saying you, may, to... go, you may golf today. Yeah, I might. I might. And if I go to that side of the river, guess where lunch is going to be? Salsaritas. That's, uh, you ever played uh, Crescent Hill Golf Course? I have not. I think you'd love it. Hey, so I, I wanted to talk to you about some of the some of the Louisville golf courses. We can do it off air, but I got a WHAS golf cart. Have you seen those? Uh, whose golf cart? WHAS. So I'm still going to get one from the Big I mean, X, too, when they just, come out. But. If there's a competitor that you can 
Tell me check about it, it. Check it out. Nope, just check it out. No, that's, tell me that's, about all I got, that's all I got to say. <laughs> Unreal. You know it, we do. You know we do a big X golf card. Yeah, but so last year we didn't have Kentucky courses on there. So this card is a lot of Kentucky <sighs> courses that I've never played. Are you just asking for like <laughs> Dugan to let you go? Don't worry, my whole family will eat up those golf cards. My stepbrother's planning on buying like twenty, so okay. I think I'll be okay. Kind of just, uh, yeah. I, I, I sometimes just wonder if you're just pushing to see how far you can get. Absolutely not. I'm just not smart. You're going to at some point just be like, so there's this other radio show. goes 7 to 9, Monday through Friday. <laughs> you're not listening to us. you got to tune them in. Just kidding. There's literally no other radio shows when we're on the air. No. It's just us. Too early. Isn't that crazy? Uh, our, yeah, 502-414-1450, the Thornton's text line. We'll get back to it here. Uh, the next sexer says, name your starting five plus two off the bench in the Tubby era. That's that's a lot. All right, I'm I'm going Rondo at the point. Oh, I don't know. It's it's hard. It is hard, and I'm I feel like my age bias is going to play a role in this because I grew up in kind of the later of the Tubby years, not so much the earlier ones. But all that being said, I, I think you gotta. You gotta, so you, gotta next, get some of the, you gotta get some of the early pieces for sure. His next text, he puts his starting five and two off the bench. Should we go off that? Because I think that's a pretty solid list. Let's see who he's got. He's got Rondo at the point, Bogans at shooting guard, Prince at the three, Hayes at the four, McGlore at the five, Azubuki at the six, Sparks at the seven. Cool. That's pretty good. I mean, I, I, I don't know if you can get better than that, to be honest. Yeah, you probably. I mean, you you may be able to. I mean, where's the weakness there? Bogans? Well, Sparks? I mean, it's not. Sparks is maybe a little bit of a stretch at the end of the day there, but um I don't know, like do you do you not put Jeff Shepard anywhere on this list? He played for Tubby? Yeah. 98. Hmm. I mean, you know, it could be the NCAA Final Four's most outstanding player. Was he a four? No, he was a guard. Okay, He's six four. I mean, do you, do you sure. replace Keith Bogans or Prince Tayshawn Prince with him? Probably not. Some, uh, well, would I know? But some would probably make a case for Bogan for Shepherd over Bogans. I think I, I think this Texer's first three. I don't think you can really. I don't think you can really argue too much with it. For what it's worth, Keith Bogans, one of my least favorite Wildcats of all time. I'll actually go as far as saying, like, top four, I don't really think you can argue. I wouldn't go McGlure at the five. Who are you putting at the five? I mean, I think I'd put Randolph Morris, to be honest with you. Okay. I can get behind I, that. I, I think, I, you know, it's like, I'm not, and also, you know, I'd probably get laughed at this one, but I'm a big Scott Padgett guy. Like Scott Padgett was a really nice basketball player for Kentucky. And it was at the it was at the beginning of my like understanding of sports. So I didn't get to probably appreciate him all that much. But he's a good player too. So I think I'm going with this person, this texture, great list. I think I'm going Rondo, Bogans, Prince, Hayes, Randolph Morris, Azabuki, Scott Padgett. Sorry, Jeff Shepard. And then, so Jamal Mashburn was before Tubby, right? Correct. Okay, yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. I was going to say that's that's one guy you've got to throw in there too, but yeah, pre test. It's a good list. Yeah. It I is mean, a good list. And it's leaving, it's leaving a lot of really, really talented basketball players, including some awesome guards uh, off the list. But it's tough. Tubby, it's just consistent, consistently just not going deep enough in the tournament, unfortunately. We could hear the text tone a few minutes ago. You're welcome. Suck it orange, says one texter. There we go. Now I know. Now I don't even have to listen to the replay. So thanks for that. But what if they're just lying to you? Well, I'll still listen to the replay. Another one says, I heard the text sounds. So I found a solution for it. I just keep the text machine closed, and I'll just open it every every now and then. Okay. All right. That's our, that's our new solution. Yeah. Hey, whatever works for you. Uh, a texter says, I remember hearing that all the Moore's facts read was Jeffrey Epstein didn't kill himself. Did you follow that whole Maxwell trial? No, not really. Just yeah, like the headlines either. of it. And I saw, yeah. you know, all the funny, well, funny. It depends if you think it's funny or not. Tweets about like sentence to 10 minutes alone with Hillary Clinton. <laughs> hey, did you take the CDC's advice yesterday? Uh, what was it? You heard we I mentioned it on the air. They talked about stay home if you're sick and, you know. Oh, yeah. I'm not sick, so I didn't stay home. Okay. They said, did you CDC also came out with another statement yesterday? Did you see it? No, what is it? They said if we all just do the hokey pokey, we can turn this thing around. <laughs> <laughs> A texture says it feels like the hokey pokey. Ty Ty is one of the most composed freshmen I can recall. We've had better ones, obviously, but he's never out of control or sped up, and he usually takes good shots. He has quietly shrung together a few good games. Yeah, he's a he's a good player, and I'm glad you kind of you mentioned how composed he is because he, he has never have you has he ever he's made mistakes in that Notre Dame game. He had a, a couple really bad passes, but uh, he never really seems to get like in his feels, as the kids may say. Yeah. He always just seems to be never too high, never too low, steady as he goes, and I think that's really important, and Justin, you don't generally see that out of freshmen. Those are I the older guys you see that out of. Didn't, I could be wrong, but wasn't he a reclassification too, or no? Um, I don't know. I don't think so, but you know, I'm out of the recruiting game. I don't, I don't, I don't think he was, but maybe he was. Either way, it's, it's impressive that a kid that young can can just hold the composure he does on the court. And when John texted in yesterday and asked about our favorite Kentucky players on this year's team, of course, I think for me, it would have to be Oscar, but he wanted to hear about other players. If it's not Oscar and it's not severe Wheeler, who those two are your obvious answers. It's gotta be Ty Ty. I mean, that kid is so much fun to watch and he really is stringing together some really good games. He's finding some confidence. He's, he's been a lot of fun to watch for me. Yeah, and I, I think he'll still, you know, it, it can be quiet for him. I still think he'll have a game. He scores thirty points. That is, oh yeah, I believe you that. Know, you can't, you, you can't ignore him. But it is, I, I have been purposely watching the way the guards have played Wheeler and him because it seems like at times it's kind of the power dynamic of quote unquote. And I don't think this stuff really all matters as much as some other folks would be led to believe, but the whose team it is because there's been times where earlier in the year it was Washington, you go do what you got to do. We, we need you to score, go make it happen. And then there's been late more lately. It's been Wheeler. You're the, you're the facilitator. Everything you're, you're the straw that stirs this offensive drink. That is Kentucky basketball. And Washington's been playing a little bit more off the ball, 
not as a prominent role. Thing is, I think the offense has looked maybe a little bit better with Wheeler being the facilitator and Washington playing a little off the ball. If you would have told me this in the middle of December or November, I should say, or late November even, I don't know if I would have agreed with that. I would have said, really? no, I think Washington, you know, obviously Wheeler is going to bring the ball up the court here and there, but primarily Washington needs to have it in his hands and he needs to be running the show. Now I think it's at least the way it's kind of turned back. Wheeler should run the show. Washington hangs out on the perimeter, gets passed to by Wheeler, and then he can kind of start the offense running downhill, if you will. Uh, get the defense a little off balance, off shifted, and he can go attack the rim or shoot, do really whatever he wants, Justin. See, this is exactly how I thought it would play out at the beginning of the year. When you all got Wheeler and you were talking about how he led the country in assists, this is the exact type of severe Wheeler I expected to see these last few games. He has to be the guy bringing up the court. He has to be the guy with the ball in his hands. He's been through – well, especially now with SEC play starting, he's been through the rigors of the SEC schedule. He knows what to expect from all the teams, and we brought that up earlier this week, but Severe Wheeler is the guy that you want with the ball in your hands, but if it comes down to Ty Ty having the ball in his hands, I don't think that's a bad thing either. No, and that's another thing, too, is I, that's one that's what we haven't seen in this string of blowouts for Kentucky is what does that change in the final two minutes if the game's close? Could could Cal and would it be even considered panicking? You know, we're really just talking out loud with all this stuff. But in the final two minutes, if Kentucky needs baskets, will Calipari say, listen, Wheeler, I know that you can kind of get where you want on the court, but we need the person that maybe can get to the line for us too or uh, or that can just pull up from anywhere and knock down a 22-footer just as well as he can knock down a 14-footer we're going to go with Washington here late in the game. That's something that we haven't seen. And this season is going to be we'll, – we'll, we'll learn this stuff as we go along. I wouldn't anticipate a close game today. But after today, Justin, the next game is against previously undefeated LSU coming off a loss in Baton Rouge. That's going to be a tough atmosphere. Mm -hmm. That and, and maybe it'll be as simple as, hey, in that, in that environment, Wheeler, we're going to we're going to – we're going to trust you a little bit more. You've seen this sort of stuff before. Washington, maybe when it when it's March and you're a little bit more experienced, we'll trust you in those late game situations more. Um, that it could be situational in that regard, but it it really picks up in terms of intensity. The January schedule, as a texter on the Thornton's text line said yesterday, it's tough. There's no time for kind of messing around. So, well, at the end of the day, you have to. You know, it's kind of a roundabout. Same way to say the thing, same thing I just said, but you've got to be able to trust Wheeler in those spots. Late game, late game situations, you have to be able to trust that he's going to get the ball in the right hands or be able to do something himself with it. So until that situation comes up, I think you continue to ride with Severe and, and trust what he can do from the point guard position. Yeah, it shouldn't be today that you see a no. close game, but it will be next time Kentucky's in a close one. I'm going to be locked in on who has the ball, who Cal and foul trouble could play a role in that. It could be a hot hand thing based on how the game has gone. But the next close game, I'll really be interested to see what they think. Uh, we got little Lucy sitting in on the show here for the final 15 minutes. Nice. As I'm playing radio host and babysitter here. So hopefully she'll be well-behaved. But, Justin, if you hear me go to mute real quick, it's probably because <laughs> she farted or did something silly. But oh, no. Farts can go on air. Crying, unacceptable. She starts crying, cut it off. Well, we've had Roush on the air for three years. <laughs> So whining and crying is in the stipulation. but uh, So she's going to sit in here for the final 15 minutes of the show. Uh, was hoping maybe she'd be asleep, but she is. I can confirm she's not. And she's got the hiccups. So 
uh, we'll keep our eyes on that. Let's get back to the Thornton sex line, 502-414-1450. A texture says, Cliff Hawkins for the win with Tubby. Cliff was great. He doesn't make the top seven. You you could easily, I mean, you could easily. It's personal preference on this. Totally subjective. There's no right answer. But Cliff Hawkins and Gerald Fitch, that backcourt, that's like the, the first real backcourt I grew up watching that, that I was uh, that I was familiar with and like kind of studied their moves and their games. And then of course the game against South Carolina, Cliff Hawkins with the running jumper, which was a lot of fun. Good memories. I mean, there's just so many of them. They come pouring back and uh, glad Kentucky set this up. They need to do a similar thing with Rick Pitino. And for all, I, I still think they should take the high road and bring Billy Gillespie back. But I doubt that. I doubt that. <laughs> why? 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 Why not? You know, like it didn't work <laughs> out for him, but he did. He wanted to make Kentucky basketball better. It just didn't work out. So why would you bring him back? It just doesn't make sense. Because he you, tried. You, we got. Tried. We brought you in to coach. You completely failed. But we should bring you back just for good graces. Yeah, it's never. No. It's never bad to be nice. But like, Indiana's not going to reach out to Kelvin Sampson and be like, "Man, we want you to come back." No, you screwed our program. Well, that's how you should feel about Gillespie. They didn't get in in, in trouble hardly. They didn't, they didn't. But he didn't put you all in a better. He didn't leave Kentucky in a better spot than when he got there. But I, I he tried, and I think he had some of his own demons going on. And uh, it's just never a bad thing to just show appreciation for people that gave it their all. I guess, but he gave nothing. His well, all was nothing. It didn't work out well for for Kentucky basketball with Billy Gillespie. And but guess what? It, it brought on Calipari and a really really fun run. Yeah, everything so, happens for a reason. Everything does happen for a reason. A texter on the Thornton sex line five zero two four one four fourteen fifty says, "Did I hear correctly that South Carolina's quarterback is a freshman? And did we play against him this year?" Beamer ended up having a really good year. Hopefully it won't carry over to affect us next year. Uh, no, remember they had the grad transfer student play quarterback um, for part of this season. So uh, I don't know who South Carolina's quarterback is that you're referring to, but Roush kind of alluded to it earlier in the show. South Carolina's always going to be hyped up going into a season for whatever reason. Um, that probably won't change this upcoming year, but just because they beat away maybe the most disappointing team this season in North Carolina, yeah. I'm not worried about the Gamecocks next season. Yeah, North Carolina had so much expectations, and and that could have been a COVID situation, guys sitting out, getting ready for the NFL, whatever. But yeah, yeah, I wonder who are the most disappointing football teams in college football this year. Hey, you have to uh, put North Carolina in the conversation. Hey, speaking of sitting out, my roommate brought up a point last night I wanted to bring up today. Could you imagine if before March Madness, this same thing that happens with all these bowl games is happening in college basketball? All these guys just wanting to sit out to get ready for the NBA or for COVID protocol. Like, could you imagine how awful March Madness would be if this was the case? Very Trevor of you for me to put open a question, and then you just say something completely different and unrelated. Um, that being said, I would say, like, you know, opt-outs and stuff, is it's not new. Right. 
not that that really changes what you're referencing, but it's not like this stuff is new. People sit out all the time. It's happened for years now. Uh, but that being said, if it happened before the NCAA tournament, it'd be the most ridiculous thing of all time. Yeah, and I, players, I just couldn't imagine yeah. NCAA tournament being like these bowl games. The difference is bread and butter is on the line in the NCAA tournament. You've seen people stock absolutely sore because they had a good four, five, six games in the tournament. Sure. Kimball Walker. And, and I think you've, you've seen people's bowl stock soar, but I guess the, the juice ain't worth the squeeze for enough of those folks. Um, well, and it's only I, the one game versus potentially six or seven. And then, and football, I guess, debatably more violent. I, I don't, are, are you yeah. more injured? Oh, yeah. are, are you in terms of well, like your knees and stuff? I, I, I think I mean, a basketball player can go into a game and have just the same likelihood of getting injured as a football player going into a game. Yeah, I mean, we see freak injuries in basketball all the time, so that's a good point. Yeah, I mean, think back to Kevin Ware. I don't. I, it's tough to get mad at other people's personal decisions that don't have any impact on me. But I don't love the opt outs in football. And like the the Pittsburgh quarterback picket not playing yesterday, and Pittsburgh was like almost having to go to their four string quarterback. Like that's crappy. That that's not being a good teammate, in my opinion. And at the end of the day, yes, you do have to look out for number one, but. I think some people are built differently than others where they'll say, yeah, my future's on the line, but what kind of person would that make me if I'm with this group for three years, giving it my all every day, and then the biggest bowl game that Pittsburgh's played in in a good long bit, I'm just going to step to the side? That's crappy. I don't like well, it. Well, I don't like Kenneth it. Walker didn't play either. Do you know why he didn't play? Draft stock, right? Yeah. So See, so that's so stupid. I bet on Michigan State yesterday. I never, ever, ever. Would have bet on Michigan State if Ken, if I knew Kenneth Walker wasn't playing. Oh well, that was old news that he wasn't playing. That's kind of on you for not knowing that. I will I say am. though, it is it's just too hard to keep up with. Like that Mississippi State game the other night when they were like ten players out for COVID. Whether it's COVID or opt outs, betting on this bowl season has been pretty tough. That's yeah. for sure. Oh, for sure. Mr. Abe's has walked into the party room as well. Joining, joining Last Lucy. day of 2021, everyone wants to hang out with you. No kidding. They all want a little airtime. Lucy, you're doing great. <laughs> you're doing great. Um, this is dad life, Justin. Can't wait. That's what it's all about, baby. Oh, there she was. <laughs> uh, all right, text her on the Thornton sex line. Great show as always, you guys. Why don't you take the rest of the year off? A little R&R, hey. &R, if you will. Love it. Love it. Uh, you gotta you gotta use that joke once or twice. I do have enough money in my bank account to take the rest of the year off, so maybe I'll do it. Yeah, you better have used that at the hotel on somebody. Just always <laughs> a classic gag, being able to tell somebody you'll see the year off. Although it did kind of make me upset, Justin. And I've had a lighter week with the other job, so I'm not complaining too much. But we're not really getting any break for New Year's weekend no, from a radio not. standpoint. We're not. You know, we're working today. We're working Monday. Where's our break? Yeah, that's okay. Last Monday and last Friday, but I do. I I don't know. I do think I don't know if there is a radio show that does more shows with its normal crew than us. It'd be tough. I'd have no idea to know. You know, to be able to prove that one way or another. But I feel like we do more shows than most. You would. You would certainly think so. It. It just. Waking up early every day. It just seems like you never get yeah, to maybe we, Yeah, maybe we notice it more because of that, too. Yeah. yeah. Uh, a texter on the Thornton text line. John here. Happy New Year morning to KRC crew in the text line. All of our family, 
All of you are family in my book. Oh, that's sweet of you, John. So cheers to all of you and your big, exciting adventures coming in your life in 2022. Okay, I believe Levis will be the MVP of the Citrus Bowl, and the Cats are winning by 10-plus. And, of course, nothing but respect for Coach Smith, but Cal and company will win by 20-plus. We'll have fun and be safe tonight. Got to go. Talk to you next year. Talk to you later. Wow. He got us with the I, see you next year. I will. I wish you would have said 26 plus mm. on that Kentucky game. I don't, for whatever reason, I just do not have a good feel for this game tonight. I don't, 26 just seems sketchy. And maybe that's because of the way the high point played Michigan State. And of course, Michigan State not as good as Kentucky. But yeah, 26 got me nervous. Well, Kentucky is 26 points better than high point. Absolutely. Uh, I, I agree. I, and secondly, the game's at noon. You said tonight, I, it probably just a slip, but people forget it's a noon game. Folks, so I, I forgot, yeah. I don't know what your all's lunch plans are, but you're going to want to center it around the Cats. I, I just worry about, you know, the final four minutes. Kentucky, is Kentucky up 30 and Calipari just more likely to put in walk-ons walk in? Takes his foot um, off the gas. Although I did notice this, this is unrelated, but in garbage time from the Missouri game, Dante Allen went in, only played two minutes. So, you know, clearly this relationship is like he's not going to get a ton of minutes this year. <laughs> the crowd's reaction when he missed that three, it was awesome. That's what I was going to say. Is he's he's getting the walk on three treatment, and that's just that fans are fans are coming from a good spot. They want to see Dante Allen hit threes. They're genuinely rooting for him. They're, they are actually coming from a place of caring for a player. But I will just tell you, as somebody that covered Kentucky basketball for many years, they hate that. Yeah. They hate that. Because it just it makes them feel like they're like a novelty. You know? Like the walk-ons, when they go in there and everybody yells for them to be shoot a three, that's all right because they're walk-ons, they're yeah. used to it. They don't love it for what it's worth either, but like they know they're expecting it. For somebody like Dante Allen, I can almost guarantee you that that probably bothered him a little bit. Bless you, sweetie. Yeah, scholarship scholarship player, you don't you don't want to come in the last two minutes and try to just wrap it up. You don't want the fans treating you like a walk-on. You no. just don't. And this is a guy, Dante Allen, you know, he won Kentucky some games last year. Yeah, he's, he's a good shooter. He can do some nice things defensively. He's still way behind. But I just wonder if we see him today, Justin, you're probably still going to get the fans doing the, like, the three thing. Oh, yeah. And I'm not telling them to stop. You got to, you know, you do what you want when you're popping at Rupp Arena. But – uh, it it definitely probably gets under his skin. I He's the human victory cigar in scholarship form. Well, uh, he didn't want to come on the game for that North Carolina game. That's, though, that's so true as well. Yeah. Maybe maybe he's not. A texter says, just turn off the sound notifications. Yeah, why don't you just do that? Yeah, there's a link to Windows 10 to tell me how to mute it. So thanks. Yeah, way to go, texter. We appreciate it. Uh, somebody else on the Thornton text line says, "You can't convince me. Trevor never had a diaper blowout during the first or during the show, so Lucy's going to be just fine." <laughs> yeah, I'd be more worried about our buddy JK forty seven in terms of the blowouts. What? You, you, Mister, leave the show twice to go to the bathroom? Not today. Twice ever. I don't. Twice, twice ever. ever. Yeah, right. Twice, twice ever. Twice a show. <laughs> twice a show. You've got the bladder of a grapefruit. Morning time is rough for me. Uh, Texter says, 
TC from Lexington here, boys. Having Trevor on the show for a while was the biggest fart you could have. Suck it, Trevor. Also, I can literally hear little Lucy's hiccups over the air. Nice way to wrap up the year in KRC fashion. <laughs> good, good. That's what we love to hear. At least they're uh, little cute little hiccups. And, and I, her little hiccups are so cute. And it's like... <laughs> She's so helpless. She doesn't really know what's going on, but she just can't. <laughs> she's just hiccuping. But she's very much awake and with it right now. So we're going to get some play time when we return. Uh, and again, you know, sorry for that, but this is this is life. This is how, the cards that I were dealt. I was going to have to watch the baby the final twenty minutes, and so far, doing better than than I expected. Yeah, she's killing she's, it. TC follows up. Also, TC from Lexington. Memphis has to be the top of the disappointment list. You love to see it. I was talking football. But but basketball, Michigan and Memphis. Oh, Michigan. Memphis lost God. to that Tulane team, and then Michigan got blown out by UCF. Darius Perry, former U of L guard. Uh, goodness gracious, Memphis! What bums you are losing to Tulane. Memphis is almost, you know, Justin. You watch golf, right? Oh yeah. Are you familiar with the tor- the term dormy? Dormy. In match play. Nope. It means basically in match play. If the match is dormy, it means the other person just needs – they have to win every hole. Okay. They can't tie. They have to win every hole. And if there's one more tie, the match is over in match playing golf. Um, I almost feel like Memphis is dormy for the rest of the – like you can't lose another bad game. Because the AAC, you're only going to get so many chances at good wins. I don't even know who the best wins – Who? Cincinnati? Are they any good this year? I don't know. Surely not. Wichita State? Not good, I don't think. I think Houston, but Houston's lost two starters, which stinks for them. That's that is pretty heartbreaking. Memphis Losing. lost to Georgia. I remind you, who lost by twenty oh, yeah. to Gardner Webb the other night. Gardner Webb. Done. Memphis pretty much done. I mean, assuming that they would have a slip up here and there, they'd be done. They they really need to like lose one or two more games the rest of the way. How or pissed is Amani? They're be in trouble. But, TC, thanks for bringing up Memphis. I meant to bring that up the other day. It's always fun to laugh at those goobers. John here. Hey, it's John again. My best seven for Tubby is Rondo, Paget, Prince, Muhammad, and Sparks. Give me McGlure and Daniels on the bench ready to go. Got to wow. go. Talk to you next year. Wow. He hit us with us again. I like that list. <laughs> That's a pretty good group. All right. We, let's didn't, get we didn't say Muhammad. No, we didn't. Um, again, you know, I would trust older UK fans to give more credible lists than the ones I'm giving, but I thought mine was pretty good. And I thought my team, I, I'll take my five against pretty much any other five that you guys are going to put out there. And I'll, uh, it, again, no way to prove it, but fun to talk about. It's going to be a fun day. I can't wait. I'll be tuned in, watching from home. I wish I was there. If you are there, send some pictures into the KRC Facebook page. We always love from hearing folks there. I'll go Cats 80. To 64. Oh, you scared me. I thought you were saying 82, because that's what I'm going with. 82-56. I know I said I was worried about the spread. Cat's big. Yeah, I think I, I think it's going to be – I think Kentucky's not going to look the sharpest at times. It's a noon tip, and, it, you know, there's more pageantry around the game than the actual game itself. So uh, I, I think they will not look their absolute best, but they'll still get a comfortable win. And uh, the more important thing will be honoring a coach. And just as a reminder, people were heated with Tubby when his time came to an end, and he ended up moving on, but the writing was on the wall. This just goes to show, as if folks needed more and more reminders, being a good person and treating people kindly, that leaves such a longer-lasting impact on folks than other stuff. 
wins and losses. Yes, folks were frustrated with recruiting and all that with Tubby, but the way he treated people is the reason why he's being brought back to Rupp Arena. Yes, winning a national championship is a huge honor, but just an all-around class guy. Anybody that's ever had a chance to get to talk with him, the people that actually know him well, everybody's got the same opinion on Tubby. And the reason that he's being honored tonight isn't because he won a championship at UK. It's because for the duration of his time at UK – with all the players he coached, with all the assistant coaches, all the people in the athletic department, he he left an impact, a positive impact. He was kind, he was polite, and he treated everyone with respect, whether it was Bill Kitely, the equipment manager, or it was a five-star player that they were trying to recruit. That's why Kentucky's honoring him, because he's an awesome guy and an awesome coach but I don't think the uh, the latter matters as much as the former. And I, I can't wait to, to see it all go down here in just a couple hours. Now we got to turn attention to Citrus Bowl real quick. Justin, give me your prediction there. Lucy's pumped up for it. I've, I've said it all week. Give me Kentucky, 24-21. I will go Kentucky 30-20. to 20. I think it's a little higher scoring than people think. I think Kentucky gets up big. I think Kentucky's up maybe three possessions at one point. Iowa makes a little bit of a comeback as Kentucky plays a little bit more lax defensively. But it's another bowl win for Mark Stoops and the Kentucky Wildcats. They defeat Iowa. And, Justin, any last words for this year? Uh, Happy New Year and have fun babysitting Roush today. I mean, Lucy today. <laughs> yeah, well, I'd be easier babysitting <laughs> Roush. No, actually, probably be tougher. Messier diapers, I would guess. But, uh, yeah, Happy New Year's to everybody. 2021 comes to a close. Uh, a weird, a weird year for Kentucky roll call, just because the first six months were not all that fun. But a fun back half to the year. The football team put up a really fun season. It all comes to a close tomorrow, and then the basketball season. While that Notre Dame game was frustrating, I think people are starting to catch on that fun Kentucky basketball is back. Personally, I cannot thank you all enough for listening, texting into the show all year, especially our sponsors. But. Um, you all listeners are are the absolute best, and, and we can't say it enough how appreciative we are. We will be back Monday. We will be talking about a Kentucky Bowl win. We will be talking about a fun win over High Point and celebrating Tubby Smith's legacy at the University of Kentucky. It's going to be a fun show. But in the meantime, everybody have a good weekend. Be safe. Happy New Year. And, uh, you know, tell the people that you love that you love them. And we'll see you on Monday, 2021. That's a wrap. This call is DD. Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. You're right. Drive safely. We will see you on Monday, everybody. Have a happy New Year's.